0: Now it's time for Inspirational Women, and we meet Dothula Barron, the author of Walking in Light, Living in Love. Dothula has worked in community mediation, problem-solving and conflict resolution, and has counseled and coordinated women's support groups. I appreciate her joining us today to share how we might do what we can to be a source of change in the aggressions that exist in our community, in the world. Dethula Baron. good morning. Thank you so greatly for being with us today. Good
1: morning. Glad to be here.
0: And I am so grateful that we have this opportunity to have uh what i feel is one of the most important conversations to be had at any time but but certainly at this time so we're, you know in looking at this wonderful new book that you've written walking in light living in love really uh it, it resonates for me speaks to to my heart as to what i would hope and and, and what i really wish for all of us in this world and Having this book has uh, gives all of us the opportunity to engage and and really learn and or relearn or reconfirm what we know, so we can really create this this world of peace that we should be able to have.
1: Exactly. Yes, mm-hmm. an opportune time for us to have this conversation. Yes
0: it is and you know when the opportunity first presented itself to me which was already a couple of weeks ago at that point when you know the the focus was like you know there is so much crime going on so much pain and and unnecessary death going on yes i shook my head and then since then it it's like not a day seems to go by or maybe a couple of days and s- another tragedy occurs, and of course, we just had that the the very painful death of nineteen children in a classroom
1: exactly it's heartbreaking yeah,
0: and then we see it was another kid really uh eighteen still a youth mm-hmm. who created all this. what do we do? how can we? change the world? How can we change ourselves so that we prevent this happening?
1: Well, and based on my um, book, you know, I'm really all about the fact that we've we've got to start from the beginning with teaching our children about peacemaking and love and how to care about each other. I think that starts at very early ages. uh, Preschool, if not in daycare centers. And, And so therefore, also, the adults in the world have got, our leaders have got to get to that point. I don't know, you know, it's harder to work with adults sometimes than it is to work with children. But our leaders have got to understand that we've got to love each other, and it's all about loving other human beings, and that should be first and foremost. I mean, regardless of politics or, or anything else, our egos, we've got to learn how to love and care about each other. You know, I remember when I was growing up, neighbors were concerned about each other and doing things to to take care of each other and look out for each other's yards and homes and children even. But we don't see that much anymore. We don't even know who our neighbors are most of the time. So somehow we've got to start somewhere. We need a movement, if we want to call it that, to help us get to that place again.
0: We do, and... And the movement could very easily be called Walking in Light, Living in Love. Very easily. Yes, it could. Right?
1: Mm-hmm. And, yes, that's exactly what we're talking about, living in love. How do we do that? <clears throat> and it has to start somewhere, and when I was writing, and I didn't realize it fully until after the book was published, it's like, okay, got to get this message out of here. I'm not the only one who's saying it. More recently, I've seen, I've read that so many places— that, you know, it's all about the love. We've got to practice peace. We've got to get back to caring about each other. And, you know, I know that it happens on small, in small steps on a small scale. And just like the 100 mon- monkey effect, you know, as we begin to practice it in small numbers, it will grow. It will expand have a ripple effect. Um, and it will take a while, but we don't know. It could happen when in, in a course of a short period of time. But we've got to start someplace. <laughs>
0: You know, P. Uh, you mentioned the mon- monkey effect, the monkey story, mm-hmm. right? It, it, I don't know if many or even most people uh, are aware of the story. I heard it really now decades ago, and and I and it brought me great hope. Perhaps you could share that story in the context of our conversation here.
1: Actually, as best I can remember it, you know, there were a few monkeys, and they were practicing certain behaviors. I think it had to do with bananas, if I'm not mistaken. And then before you knew it, monkeys in a completely different location were practicing the same behavior. And it grew and it grew, and so all of them eventually were learning, were practicing this behavior, and they weren't even in touch with each other, but it just happened. And things like that happened in the world. You know, I, I remember this, a young person dances, and, you know, young people love to dance. A lot of older people do, too. But, yeah, and, and you would learn a dance here in North Carolina, where I was born and raised. And the people in California were doing the same dances. You know, so things just occur, and we pick them up. And, you know, so many of the beliefs. And one of the things, too, that, that I believe is that knowledge and wisdom, they might come to one person Somebody else in another part of the world gets the same message. So that's why this is another topic, and we can get to it later. But that's why it's so important for us to get quiet and get still, I think, you know, so that we can hear those inner voices because I think they're coming from higher places, and we can listen to them, we can put them into action, we can practice them, and before you know it, more and more people are are behaving in that same way.
0: Yes. So... and you touch you've touched on it right now in in terms of just being aware that there is more to us than just this physical being physical body yes. that we have to realize that there is more and and to take time to still ourselves and and be open to that
1: yes <clears throat> and that's so important i think that that's what's happened to my philosophy at least you know with with the last few years of COVID and people have been at home and and so many people have been so frustrated and anxious and, and depressed about being at home and not being able to socialize, etc. My philosophy on that is this was an opportunity for us to go within ourselves, to really be at peace with ourselves, to learn how to Meditate on some level. It doesn't have to be in a formal meditate. You can just be still and quiet, listening to that still, small voice within and, and and being able to behave based on what we're hearing. We are so much in the world. We are so much in the world. The, and the world doesn't have the answers. You know, those of us who are willing to go within, we, we're listening to what I call a higher power, And that higher power is directing us and guiding us. So that helps us to go out into the world, and like within my book and so many others, that we go out into the world and we share the knowledge and the wisdom that we have. So hopefully there will be other people, like the ripple effect, other people will begin to really acknowledge and behave in a certain way so so that we're all really helping each other. We're practicing love. We're learning about peacemaking. Yeah, it's not so difficult.
0: And yes, th- that's my my feeling and b- belief is that it really is so simple if we would take the the time to just be quiet and and like you, I felt the the time of of covid and back starting in 2020 that that was an opportunity but for us to do such things, and uh, it's quite tragic that it really didn't evolve in that way. That um, it's perhaps some symptomatic of what we see of being in the world. That instead of looking beyond, we're so much a part of it that social media is another place making that the the what we tune into rather than going within.
1: It is. And I have to tell myself that, too. Sometimes I get so wrapped up in my own personal thoughts you know, and my way of thinking that I know how to get things done, and I have to remind myself, okay, get quiet. Just be still, listen to, to that voice within, and go from there. Because that's where the peace comes from. You know, there's so much... We are greater than we know or realize that we are. We are so mag- such magnificent human beings, and that's part of the, the, the sadness and depression too. We don't realize that, and no people don't generally tell us that. Some parents are aware enough to tell their children. Some teachers are aware enough to tell their students, you know, and some ministers are aware enough to tell their congregations. But for the most part, we don't hear that message about how wonderful. I think if we knew how expansive we are and how smart and brilliant and wise, how great we are, I think that we would for the most part behave quite differently.
0: Exactly. And how then do we get this to be the way of being? How do we get this message across? Of course, you know, going back to the story of the monkeys, there's that one at a time, I, I guess we have to trust ourselves and do what we know, but but there's more than just our doing it, right?
1: Well, it's more than just our doing it, but we do have to start someplace.
0: Mm.
1: And you know, just like the book, you know it took me a while to to really put this message out there because I thought, okay, this is not commonly accepted. You know, we don't generally go around talking about love. <laughs> uh, but I finally said to myself, i got to get it out there. i got to say my piece, whether people accept it or not. And so I think we all have to be bold enough to do that. And just like I had a friend call me a few weeks ago, a childhood friend who was in California, and she said, oh, I'm so happy that you wrote this book. She said, I know that it wasn't easy for you to get this message out there. She said, but it's needed so much. And she had been feeling the same way. And so many people do, but we just need somebody to to sort of prompt us to say, oh. And everybody I have talked to who's read this book, whether they were highly religious or not, <laughs> they all said they were so inspired by it and have learned so much. And they, many of them said, I keep it on my bedside table. Because there are little little nuggets in it that someone called, you know, that we can learn from or we can grow. And it's like growth is, you know, it's one step at a time. And w- and as we grow, just like, again, with the 100 we we influence people around us. We influence our family members. We influence our neighbors. We influence our friends. And it's like we grow and, and we grow and we grow. And as we grow, we also influence other people and they start growing, too.
0: Yes. And... It is something I think all of us, even those who are behaving badly and doing the opposite, really do want to walk in light and live in love. they mm-hmm. It's just so deeply buried within them because of all the other kinds of conditioning that's been poured on them.
1: I believe you're right. I really do think that we want to do well. I do. And we just don't know. We haven't been influenced to to change. And we continue to do things the way we've always done them. I've always believed if we know better, we do better. And so, I mean, just like some of the things I've learned uh, about my spirituality, my mom passed. I write about her in the book uh, when I was very young. And so what happened was, as I started taking classes and I started meeting new people and started going to this group on spirituality and that group on, on meditation, I realized, oh, I, this is so common to me. I've always had these thoughts, but I haven't been in a group, a large group of people who also share similar beliefs. So I think that that happens, you know, as we just grow and grow and attract those people who can help us, who can help us grow.
0: And so this is where it comes to individual places. I'm thinking now specifically with the schools uh, is where at this young nurturing age, we can reach the children of, of, of all these different ages and they can bring the message home to the parents and, and, and hopefully the parents are going to be there as support and learned as well.
1: Yes, yeah, good point. That's a really good point. Yeah, and and there's there's three things I think about too in the five because we, as I said, we got to start when they're young, and many schools um, they used to. I don't know how much they do it anymore because I've been in schools and and taught classes in in peer mediation. So the children are are learning, or hopefully, are learning peer mediation, you know, and also the. Um, in some schools, like in Richmond, Virginia, there are some schools that are learning meditation, which I think is absolutely wonderful, and they say the results are just amazing. The kids are so much better behaved. And then the whole idea, too, to establish youth groups where children are learning peace and love. I mean, and you like you said, if they, t- they can take it home to their siblings, to their families, neighbors, other children that are not necessarily getting the same kind of uh, training or or practice, it can grow, you know, and I keep using that word grow because that's where we are, I believe. We're, We're at a pivotal point where it's time for us to learn to do things differently, and that means major growth, and not just for the children but for the adults as well, but it starts with the children because they're our future leaders, and we want them to have a better world, and they will, if they can learn these practices and share them with each other. And it's really unfortunate that some of these teenagers who have been practicing this violence in schools all over the country, um, that they didn't get that. And and some of that may have to do with, you know, the, the environment or the mood of our country and where we've been, even before COVID, you know, it was just, so hatred and bitterness has sort of been accepted. And it... We need to just do something about that. And, and and with more and more love that hatred and bitterness will be less and less. And hopefully they'll make a big difference for us too.
0: Because it's something like if we if we look at a scale, I guess, and we see that there's love and that there's this bitterness and hate, it's where where do we want the weight of our energy to go? Certainly it is to the side where there is that love and acceptance and nurturing and kindness uh, and mm-hmm. that happens really, it can happen for us at any age but certainly beginning at a young age so that that's where it really takes root early is, is the ideal thing. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. but I, I just agree with you. That is ideal. We want that to happen more and more and and for them, and, and as they get, you know, one of the things I was thinking earlier too is we get science and we get math and reading and writing in our schools. And I think that is so important. But the most important thing, at this point at least, is for people to learn values and for them to learn love is one of those values. How do we respect that? And in some school systems and in some states, you know, they, that's that's a policy, they really promote that, but it's got to be done. I think we need more emphasis on that, just more and more emphasis on kindness. And a lot of people take kindness as uh, something to laugh about. You know, how people think kindness is a weakness, <laughs> and when they don't realize what a strength it is.
0: Exactly. Somehow there's that kind of misinformation that... That gets around, whereas uh, kindness is is really like um, like steel in terms of strength. Where rather than thinking it's just some flimflam, wishy washy thing.
1: Mhm, mhm. Yes, because as we treat other people with kindness, I mean, it's so valuable. Just like, I mean, when you say some, when you compliment somebody, that may have been the worst day they ever had. Saying something kind just really builds them up and makes them feel loved and more strengthened so they can go out and be kinder. And those people who are in those same places who are not feeling loved, when we say negative things to them or they, they don't get that kind of feedback, then they're just going to going to devolve, if you want to use the word, more and more into being in a sunken place or a place of depression. So, yeah, it's about building people up.
0: And how do we do that when there are so many circumstances of negativity and and certainly it feels like it's growing just because of, you know, some of the repercussions after the pandemic, the whole thing with the economy and how people are suffering. How do you see that changing or helping people?
1: How do we see that we can, are you saying how can we see that, we can do that on a more on a larger, grander scale. Yes, you think? Yeah. Well, as I mentioned, a movement. I'm thinking that you know more and more people like you can get the word out. You know, through the media, more and more people—not only through radio, but through television, through uh, books, through you know social media—and actually also. Um, resources like our schools and, you know, through our through our community organizations, through our churches. I just really to be honest, I just really think that the churches can do a whole lot more than they're doing. You know, I've heard some people complain, well young people aren't going to church and maybe something like this might be another um, way of getting more and more young if they feel valued and they have a place there, you know here in the, here and this is all in the gospels or whatever the, the holy book is that the church uses, yet it's in there, but it's not really it's not really um, expressed as profoundly as it possibly could on a level that young people could appreciate and understand. I just think there's so many, avenues out there that can be used and they aren't being used i'm not sure where we are as a society because we we could be doing so much that we're not doing well there's a lot of fear too and fear we know begets fear rather than getting what we really want i think people also have to be taught focus on what you really want what do you want if you want to go to school and you want to get a good job Focus on that. Don't think about, oh, I can't do this. You know, I, I was taught that we, um, we can do whatever we want to. Where there's a will, there's a way. And we know that there is. There really is a way to get what we want. And I know that there's a lot of concerns now about um, people not being able to have the, the funding or the, or the assets to be able to go to school. But there are ways people can do it. There are so many ways. And people, we just need to, again, that's something schools can do more of, too, and churches and families. How can we really uh, accelerate a person's belief in themselves and the fact that they can do anything they want and they can't hold I hear people saying all the time, well, I can't do this as adults. (laughs) Say, I can't do this or I can't, I don't know what the answers are. Again, going back to what I said earlier, go within yourself. Sit down, get quiet, listen to the inner voice. You will find a way. There's always a way, and then follow through on it. Don't be afraid to follow through on whatever you hear. And it may take talking to bunches of folks, like talking to like I'm talking to you. Might make, you may may have to build your own um, pulpit. Or whatever. And I don't mean that in a, in a Christian or religious sense. I'm just saying, you know, if it means going to talk to a school superintendent or, or a city manager or someone in the uh, um, legislature, whatever it takes, do it. Don't be afraid. We've got to help people. Really key point. We've got to help people get over those fears.
0: And one thing that came to mind as you were talking about education, and it plays a lot into also uh, finances, funding, uh, time as well, is, you know, we've had gotten to a point where we think, oh, it has to be a four-year degree, and then people focus on, oh, it has to be an Ivy League school for some reason, mm-hmm. and whereas you know, people come out of those positions so in debt, and not necessarily finding good employment, whereas there's such a crying need, especially now after the pandemic, in terms of, of the trades that there's that they're crying for people to come and work in these trades, which do pay well. And it doesn't take the kind of time investment for education uh, to to do that sort of thing. So it's it's, again, that I think if we go within, we might find, what is our talent? What is it we really want to do? We Mm -hmm. might find, right?
1: Yeah. Really good point. Yeah, and I want to use this for an example. I volunteer with an organization. It's primarily to help women, single mothers, to become more economically empowered. Mm. And so the women set goals, and they determine what they really want to do with their lives, at least at that point, because we always change our minds sometimes. But, so there was one particular woman who, she's a mother, had six children, and, but she, her goal was to drive a tractor-trailer. And, and so this was in the middle of COVID. She quit her job. She took the, um, the got her CDL life, got this wonderful job driving a tractor-trailer in which she could drive locally. She'd be home with her kids in the evening, she she doesn't even have to put gas in her truck or load or unload her truck. Perfect situation. So she's making good money. Truck drivers are in demand right now, and the fact that a female I know there are other females who do it, but the fact that she had that goal and she wanted to provide the best she could for her kids. So you're right. It didn't take her about a few months to get to get through the licensing and then get the job. So there are many opportunities like that, and they're they're needed tremendously.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, and and to the point of encouraging and supporting women because there are so many single women. There are single mothers, too many single mothers who then have this responsibility to look within, and there may be judgments about, oh, you can't be a truck driver. But if that's what her what her inner core was telling her, she wanted to do, she follows that, and the the success follows that love
1: it does doesn't it mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, she really loves it amazing to me because it wouldn't be one of my goals right. but i just admire her so much a young lady with with children raising them all by herself and she has these girls, and she's following them and she's a great mother at that all top of that i told her she needs to set an example and talk to other women so that they can can listen to her and hopefully be motivated by her experiences
0: Yes. And so also her children are learning volumes from Mm -hmm. watching how she has navigated this, what she is doing. She is teaching values, of course, and that belief in self and looking at doing things in perhaps what is a different path than what is thought to be what you should do.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And the fact that you can do Whatever you really want to do, if you believe in yourself enough and you take the steps to do it,
0: exactly. So we, can, well, we all really need to be doing this to really have the the world that we have the potential of. Like you write in your book that we can create a new world, a space filled with peace and harmony, a place where we all live in love and light. It, I it's it's right. Yes. We can do it. And if we're not certain about that, uh, your book certainly is filled with good stories and encouragement and awareness that will bring us to that, right? Walking in light. I, I certainly pray that it
1: does. That's the whole point, to put the message out there and to just fill the space and plant the seed, you know, inspire people to want to do that and to know that it is possible
0: yes well i couldn't wish you but the utmost greatest success because literally um without being fatalistic about this but literally our lives are in the balance of of how what decision we make along these lines
1: you're right yep yep yeah it's a time of you know you we've got i heard a speakers the spiritual teacher at a conference one time years ago who said, you know, that we can't straddle the fence anymore. And this has been years ago now. She said, we can't straddle the fence anymore. We've got to choose one way or the other. And those of us who choose the way of love and peace, it's like those are the ones who are getting care on the planet. And actually she was, she was quite inspiring because her belief was those are people who are not willing to follow that route then they may not be able to stay here and continue on this planet. So I just think it's, I mean, I know that some people just think about what's right in front of them, but they're they're greater, um, more expansive things for us to think about if we're willing to. Things that will really change ourselves, change our lives, and change our world.
0: Absolutely. Yes, the time is now. This is when we need to do it, and the way to... One path to doing this then is learn more about Dathula and her new book, Walking in Light, Living in Love, at DathulaBaron.com. That's D-O-T-H-U-L-A-B-A-R-O-N.com. So, Dethula, yes. I am just so grateful for you uh, that you you did sit down and write the book you've been meaning to write and that you've taken time with us this morning to open up uh, some of the, the pages of that book for us.
1: Thank you. I really appreciate this opportunity.
0: That brings us to the end of a very full hour of Inspirational Women with Dethula Barron and Sunday Morning Magazine with Lilia and Maxim Kovalenko. I'm Kate Daniels, your host, and I greatly appreciate your sharing this hour with me and these special guests. For details you might have missed or information you'd like to know, please just send me an email, kated at warm1069.com, and I will get right back to you. Also, if you'd like to listen again or share these important stories with your family and friends, find the podcast on our Warm 106.9 webpage. Just click on the podcast tab, then either of the show names, and then look for the guest names. I now wish you and your family a day of feeling empowered that each of us can be a source of change in the world.